coming up on this episode of the Venus Cuckoldress podcast. I have a very special favor to ask you. And I have a couple of listener questions. There is no greater act of love by a cuckold to his wife than to consent to his wife being impregnated by another man and raising that child or children as his own. She likes the idea of occasionally being with a well-endowed man. I am a cuck and I'm small, but she's happy with it. She says that we have a good sex life and I make her come and that's all she needs. But occasionally I would like to be able to give her a hung man who can make her toes curl. You are now listening to the Venus Cuckoldress podcast, a place to learn all things cuckolding for the curious, the passionate, and the sexually empowered woman who wants it all. Go to venuscuckoldress.com. You'll find the new Queen's Quarters fan destination. Book a one-to-one chat with me, listen to the private podcast, and even get access to my secret Snapchat group where I share some of my most intimate encounters. Now sit back, make yourself comfortable, and let's dive right into this episode. Welcome, welcome to this episode of the Venus Cuckoldress Podcast. I'm your host, Venus. Thank you so much for joining me today. Okay, today, welcome to, I should say, season three of the show. Can you fucking believe it? (laughs) Amazing. I'm just like, wow, I can't, this time has gone by so fucking fast. It's just, just crazy. Anyway, season three of the Venus Cuckoldress podcast. I'm super excited. This year is going to be great. Happy New Year to everyone. I hope you had a great Christmas, holidays, and, um, and celebrated the arrival of 2023. I've been sick for the last few weeks, so it's kind of sucked, but apparently a lot of other people have been sick too. So there you go. Anyway, okay. I am releasing this episode early. This is the first episode since, well, since the start of season one, um, that I am releasing an episode early. And the reason why is because I want you to vote for the Venus Cuckoldress podcast for the AVN Awards. (laughs) And voting ends on January 7th. So listen up. This is kind of a funny story. (laughs) So some of you might know the AVN Awards are like the Oscars for the porn industry. I've heard about it for years. This is where all of the porn stars go and and have their award ceremonies for their for, the, for all of the stars and I don't know, everything. And uh so I saw somebody posted something on Twitter and it said I voted for the Venus Cuckoldress podcast and there was a link and it was for the AVN awards. And I was like, I looked at it and I was like, what? Okay. I didn't even know that I was in the list of nominees for a podcast. I didn't even know they had a category for podcasts. So in that moment, (laughs) I was like, oh my God, 
I was freaking out. I'm like, is there one of my like personal porn videos out there and somebody nominated it for the AVN Awards? I was literally like freaking out. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> So anyway, I clicked on the link and then I scrolled through and I was like, oh my God, they actually have a podcast category. Whew, so glad. But also then my emotion was like so fucking excited because I know it's not likely that I will win in that category. There's a lot of really amazing podcasts in that category. But I was like, wouldn't it be fucking cool? <laughs> That would just be such a, a great thing, a cool thing, a great way to kick off 2023 if I were to win in that category. I don't know. I just think that would be so fucking fun. So for all of my listeners out there, um, pretty please, will you vote for the show? <laughs> you can vote once a day. And like I said, up until Saturday the 7th, it would be oh, such a cool thing if you would. Um, I will have the link in the show notes or you can just Google AVN Awards 2023 um, and just pop into the podcast category. You'll see the Venus Cuckoldress podcast in there. So please vote, please, 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 please. And then it has this little option as well where you can post it on your Twitter that you voted for the show. And every time I see that, that somebody, cause it tags me every time I see that I go and personally thank that person on their post. So thank you to everybody who has already voted. Thank you to those of you who would like to go and vote. I hope you are able to, and wouldn't that be so fucking cool if on the next show I announced that the show won an award. That'd be so fucking cool. Anyway. Okay. Moving on. Now, there's so much other stuff happening this month. Um, on the last episode, I mentioned there's a few things happening. One of the big ones, though, is Cuck Week. The second annual Cuck Week is coming up. And that's at the end of this month. So January 23rd to the 29th. And you can follow the hashtag Cuck Week on Twitter. There's all sorts of events that will be happening for Cuck Week. Um, I'm going to be doing lots of stuff. I'm going to do a couple of Moan chats on the Moan app. One of them is going to be all about what cuckolding is to you because it is so many different things. I mean, it is, it's, 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 it, it's endless. <laughs> it's endless. It is whatever it is to you. It's not necessarily just one, one specific kind of thing. So cuckolding, I'm going to talk about and hopefully everybody's going to join in and talk about what it means to them. So also I'm going to do <laughs> at the end end of cuck week near, near the end of cuck week a moan chat to talk about all of those really hot fantasies with within cuckolding <laughs> so as you can tell it's going to be a fun one i want everybody to share their fantasies uh, when it comes to cuckolding. I'm going to share some of mine and let's just talk about all the really sexy, hot, fun stuff that is fantasy land in cuckolding. That'll be great. Okay. And that's going to be near the end of cuck week. So you can go to venuscuckoldress.com, click on the events page. You'll be able to see what I have planned for cuck week. Okay. I'm also going to have a bunch of extra episodes, some special guests. So stay tuned for that. And 
I'm going to have, get this, get this, my very own radio show. Yes! Uh, <laughs> I'm not giving out all the details yet, but just be prepared. I am going to have my own show. I'm so fucking excited about this. Yay! Venus Live is going to be great. So um, you stay tuned for that. Once I have all the details, I'm going to put it out there. You'll be the first to know, and it's going to be a ton of fun. Okay. Now, there's one last thing I need to talk about before we jump into today's episode, which is about listener questions. Um, But there is an opportunity that for my listeners to participate in a research study um, or a survey that it has to do with cuck queens. And for those of you who don't know what cuck queens are, it's spelled Q-U-E-A-N. Cuck queens are... A female who derives pleasure from her male partner having sex with other partners. So it's kind of like the opposite of cuckolding, where the woman is the one getting off on that kind of angsty feelings. So there's really no research that's been done about these quote unquote elusive cut queens. So if there's any of the cut queens who are listening to this podcast or you know of someone who's a cut queen and you think they might be interested in um, participating in this survey, I'll just read to you a little bit of what this survey is about. So the cut queen survey is intended to be the initial step In an effort to gather more data on the elusive cuck queen, research already exists on the male counterpart, the cuckold, but no research has been gathered on the cuck queen. It's time for the queen's voices to be heard. I'm reading this from the website. And it says, data collected from this research will be used to provide more thorough, inclusive, and sex-positive information to mental health clinicians around the globe about this particular demographic. So, cool. If you would like to participate in this survey, you can go to the cuckqueenlounge.com or just click on the link that I'll have in the show notes for today's podcast. And yeah, hopefully we'll be able to get more information. Okay, let's jump into today's episodes. I have some listener questions and they're really interesting. So here we go. Dear Venus, would you please have a podcast on cuckold impregnation and cuckold pregnancy? And by cuckold impregnation pregnancy, I mean the act of a married couple, husband and wife, in a loving cuckolding relationship where the wife intentionally, with the husband's consent, gets pregnant by her bull and has the baby. And the cuckold then knowingly and lovingly raises the child as his own. As I recall from your previous podcast, you have recommended against cuckold pregnancy. Generally speaking, this is wise advice. Bringing a child into the world, particularly via cuckold pregnancy, is not something to be undertaking lightly. It you know, represents a very serious commitment. However, this is a very powerful fantasy among some cuckolds and cuckold couples. It also forms the essence of a truly loving cuckolding relationship. There is no greater act of love by a cuckold to his wife than to consent to his wife being impregnated by another man and raising that child or children as his own. Cuckold pregnancies also advance female domination as the woman has total control over her reproductive rights and she maximizes her reproductive potential. 
the, the wife may love her cuckold husband and believe that her cuckold husband would make a wonderful father, but she would rather that her children be fathered by her bull and that her bull provides a genetic material that continues her line into the next generation. So with that background, would you mind please exploring cuckold impregnation and pregnancy and how possibly to make it work on your podcast? Thank you very much. Hey guys, guess what? I have found something pretty amazing. It is a natural way for you to get better erection strength, quality, and firmness, all things I know you want. And it also gives you better performance and stamina in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. And as a bonus, it benefits your overall cardiovascular and sexual health. It's called Joy Mode. And I love the name. It's a sexual performance booster, and it's made with science-backed ingredients. It's like a pre-workout supplement, but for the bedroom. So whether you're amping up the heat with the wife in the bedroom or you're going for gold (laughs) in a marathon session at a hotel takeover event, this supplement has to be part of your routine, part of the checklist. You can learn more and order yours at usejoymode.com. And if you enter the code VENUS, you get 20% off. So that's usejoymode.com. Go ahead, get yours. Thank me later. Okay, I just want to say thank you for sending in your question. And it's a great time for it. There has been some interesting discussion about this topic in the last little while. Um, First of all, let me just say, my answer is still no. I don't think this is a fantasy that should be acted out for real. However, I will say I understand the appeal of this sexual fantasy. Um, I do think it's really fucking hot. I have, I first came across it with my first cock boyfriend. He brought it up and I was like, oh, he brought that up with a bunch of his other fantasies, which I was learning about for the first time. And I was just like, oh, that's hot. That's very naughty. It's very hot. And we talked about it a bit and it was fun to talk about. It was really sexy. It was really, it was hot. But I never really took it seriously. And uh, it wasn't until I think a couple of years later uh, when I was thinking about it a little more that I was like, "Mm, yeah, no, that's, that's probably not cool. And then I think I heard Dan Savage talk about it either on his podcast or in his column. I can't remember now. And I think he said something like, like, it's not, it's not something that kids can consent to, to being part of your sexual fantasy, acting out your sexual fantasy. And he said something along that lines. And I was like, yeah, 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 that's probably what it comes down to. (laughs) So that kind of solidified my opinion on uh, when it comes to like breeding or imp- impregnation fantasies, I was like, yeah, this is this definitely falls into the, the category of super hot and sexy and fun to think about, but got to stay in the bedroom in the pillow talk session, and that's it. Doesn't go any further than that. Um, I, but like I said, I do agree that it is a very powerful hot fantasy. I wouldn't say it's super common within cuckolding, but it is there. Yeah, I do come across it once in a while. You will see some stuff about it um, in like the cuckolding captions, porn captions online and stuff like that. But 
When you said that this is a powerful fantasy between cucks and couples, I would definitely agree that it is a, a, a powerful fantasy for cucks. For couples, I don't really know. Like, I haven't really come across any couples who are like, you know, dying to to do this for real at all. Um, and I have never come across a woman who has initiated or wanted to initiate this fantasy. I, I'm not saying they're not out there. I just, I have never, never had any woman say to me like, this is so hot and I really want to do this and I want to bring this up to my husband. Um, so it makes me really kind of think that this is one of those fantasies within cuckolding that's very much male driven, cuck driven. And like I said, I can understand why the appeal of it is there. The child is the form or of um, of humiliation and angst um, towards for the cuckold, and that's where the thrill comes in. And so I get that, but this I don't think is driven by women. So I'm not sure I really buy the whole. This gives women total control over their reproductive rights. I just haven't found any women who are like, yes, this is what I want to do. This makes me feel empowered. I want to go and get impregnated by a bull. I want to be, you know, bred by, uh, you know, have an interracial baby. Like I, I have just not come across it. Um, so I do, I, I, I kind of doubt that there is that aspect to it. I don't know that this is really empowering for women. It might be the opposite. And I only say that because what you do see online when it comes to this fantasy, the 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 captions, the memes, that kind of stuff, the women are portrayed as kind of like a, a breeding machine, <laughs> like not just a, a, fan, a fantasy dispenser, kink dispenser, but like a breeding machine. Like she's there to bake up this baby, bull's baby, and... I don't know. I, I just there's it just doesn't seem it doesn't seem all that great for 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 women, really. Um but you're right. It should it's something that should be taken very seriously if anybody is out there thinking about actually doing this for real. Let me just say like this shit seems complicated as fuck. I'm not saying it can't be done, but the fucking obstacles that are there makes me wonder if this fantasy is really fucking worth it. Like, is it is it worth it in the end? This is really hot to jerk off and think about and like, oh, yeah, it's fucking sexy and it's hot. You might get, you know, a lot of angsty feelings, especially in the beginning when she's pregnant. And it's like, oh, my God, it's really exciting. But like three, four years down the road when, you know, everyday life is kicked in, is it really going to be that hot? <laughs> um, and you're just you're going to be faced with all sorts of issues like, OK, first of all. Parental rights. You might have a bull who's like, yes, this is really hot. I want to be involved in this fantasy. No, I don't want parental rights. I, you guys can raise this baby as your own and I don't, I don't want anything to do with it. I just want to be part of the impregnation part. You might find somebody who's 
down for that. But I'm pretty sure you got to get some shit in writing and like legalize that shit because that person might have that opinion right now and then five years, 10 years later, change their mind. And then what do you do? So there's there's that. And then, of course, there's the most important factor with this whole thing is the child. Is this really fair to this child? And and I go back to saying, is it worth it? Is this is fulfilling this fantasy actually worth it? This child, you will at some point have to explain the situation. <laughs> Especially if it's an interracial baby. I'm not saying that impregnation or breeding fantasies has to do with that, but a lot of what you see online has to do with that. And that is the motivating factor behind this fantasy a lot of the time. Um, you're going to have to explain that to the child. And how do you do that in a way that's not going to be potentially damaging to the child? And I'm sure that you can come up with some sort of far-fetched story to feed this child um, so that they, they won't think something's, something's up, something's weird about this. But you can't really control how other people question the child. And, and, and so this child will be the recipient of questions from other people throughout their life. So other kids in school are always going to be asking them, you know, what's up with, why don't you look like your parents? Like, and I'm not saying that this child can't handle something like that because kids do, but do you really want to expose them to that? I mean, look how challenging it is for some kids to just deal with um, being adopted. Um, Some kids, no problem, but a lot of them do have some challenges with accepting that and having, you know, having to explain that to people and stuff like that. And so this goes a little bit further than that. And I just don't think that it's, it's fair at all for this child. It's pretty selfish, I think, actually, of the parents to do this. So is it really worth it? I personally don't think so. And then you're going to have to deal with also questions from neighbors, friends, family, extended family. Like, how do you explain all of this to all of them? And then their questions in front of the child and like all of this stuff, rumors and whatever. Like, this is not, if you really think about it, not fucking worth it. Not worth that few fucking jerk off sessions that you got out of it. I really don't think so. Besides, I really doubt that couples are doing this for real. And I say that because I have not actually come across any couples who have done this for real. I'm sure that they're out there, but the fact that I haven't like bumped into any in talking to people or had any people, you know, emailing me or sending in a voice note to the podcast talking about how they fulfilled this fantasy for real. I don't think that people are doing this for real and hooray for that. (laughs) So I think this is something that we all just need to agree on as really super hot and sexy and whatever, but, and you role play the fuck out of it, but you do not go out and make this for real. Like this is just, it's not okay. 
Okay, now before I jump into the next question, I just want to say, if you have a comment or feedback, question, whatever about this topic, you can send me a voice note by going to venuscuckoldress.com. Just click on uh, the podcast tab and you'll be able to see you just press a button, send in your voice note, and I might play it on the podcast. Okay, let's jump into the next question. This is a question I get often, but this has a little bit of a twist to it. Here we go. Hey, did you know that there's a one-of-a-kind matchmaking service for cuckolding and female-led relationships? Venus Connections is a private service for single men and single women who want a loving cuckolding relationship. And now there's a new separate FLR program too. There's no scrolling through profiles or sharing photos with members. It's totally private. And the dates are blind dates too. Included in the program is a three-week course and an interview with me. So join now at venusconnections.com and use the code TOPTIER2024 for 40% off the top 1% membership. That's venusconnections.com. Make 2024 the year that you get the relationship of your dreams. Hi, Venus. My wife and I are listeners from Oklahoma, and I'm trying to help my wife find female voices of the reluctant cuckoldress. She has attempted to be with a few men, and we haven't had great success. They've, they've had the size, but they haven't had the skill. And there's been some performance issues on their part in the bedroom that has made her consider if this is something that we should pursue, has made her feel like maybe it's her, um, maybe it's a sign. And I want to help her. She likes the idea of occasionally being with a well-endowed man. Um, I am a cuck and I am small, but she's happy with it. She says that we have a good sex life and I make her come and that's all she needs. But occasionally... I would like to be able to give her a, you know, a hung man who can make her toes curl. Um, and we haven't really had that yet. So we're just kind of looking for a perspective on how to find a good bull, how to find someone who is really right for the job. Um, maybe perspective of how common is performance issues with bulls, you know, early on, uh, just, Something for her. Um, you know, we, we don't have a lot of point of references and we are fairly new to the lifestyle. So being able to hear perspective of a woman or women who have, shelt- have shared these feelings of either um, not being 100% sure if cuckolding is what they want to do or thinking that it's something they wanted to do but having difficulty finding the right bull, uh, especially with just the busyness that we have, jobs and kids, careers, whatnot. Um, kind of, how do you make it work? What, what can you do? And, um, and that's it. So yeah, this is a cuckold from Oklahoma looking for advice. 
Okay, such a great question. Thank you, thank you, thank you for sending it in. And yes, I get questions similar to this quite often. Um, the part about how to find a good bull, <laughs> for sure. This seems to be the number one struggle for couples in this lifestyle. Um, but for, as for as for being hesitant, that's pretty common as well. That is very common, where she feels like you know she doesn't really need this extra bit of sexual variety that you really want her to have. But she's kind of like, yeah, if you if you want me to, I will, but just, you know, occasionally kind of thing. That is completely understandable and normal for new couples, let me tell you. Very normal for new couples. So don't worry about that part. Um, I really do think that women supporting other women in this lifestyle is um, super important and would be really helpful for her. So I do have a private women's group that she's welcome to join. Um, you'd have to just uh, send me a message through my website and um, I will, after verification stuff, I'll be able to add her. So, And that's a great group because women can ask each other questions, get advice, get feedback, share stories or whatever. And it's just a really great environment where we can ask those awkward questions and especially about performance anxiety with bulls because yes, this does happen. It happens. I don't, I don't want to say often, but it definitely is a thing. And it's not just a thing for like in cuckolding, this is a thing in like swingers lifestyle too. This is just, this is a thing. It happens. It's no big deal. She shouldn't think that it has something to do with her. Um, okay. Let's talk about how to find a good bull. Now there is this like fantasy land of cuckolding where it's supposed to be, people believe that, and I did too. I believed that you know, once you want to do this fantasy together for real, that all you really need to do is just put it out there online or whatever on whatever website that you're looking for a bull and that, you know, you want this, this and this and that, you know, it should be eventually you'll you'll find you'll find a bull um, and it should be like that. <laughs> and what I have come to learn over the years is that I don't really think that that's very realistic. I mean, it's not it's it's not easy to find a, a lover who you are really compatible with. But then this is a kind of like three people involved in the equation. You've it's a little bit more complicated because you have the dynamic of maybe cuckolding or hot wifing. It's just as difficult in the swingers community when they're trying to find somebody else. It's not easy. It's like finding trying to find missing pieces of the puzzle. And it can be really frustrating. It can take a long time. You can go through a whole bunch of guys where you're just like, man, I feel like I'm never going to be able to find the right guy. It can be exhausting. It is like a full-time job to try to sort through all of this bullshit that you have to deal with. You have to deal with fake profiles. People 
um, who are maybe have bad intentions about find, trying to find your personal information, or you got to worry about bumping into people who you might know, and there goes your discretion. Uh, so there's your privacy is super important. So you have to worry about all of these things. You got to deal with people who flake out, who don't show up, who waste your fucking time. And it's just, it's annoying as fuck. It is a full-time fucking job. And I'm not going to lie when I say, I think that a lot of couples in the beginning, when they first embark on this and they go through this really frustrating thing of trying to find the right bull that they just fucking give up. They're like, this is not worth it. This is just bullshit, especially the women. They're just like, fuck this. I I don't want to deal with this. This is annoying, especially if she doesn't if this is not something that's being driven by what she wants. She's probably like, fuck this. Like, let's not do this. I don't want to do it. So. I've decided like maybe there should be something uh, like an alternative. Maybe we should flip the script a little bit on on this. <laughs> make it a little bit easier, make it a little bit more realistic and kind of maybe put aside this this initial fantasy land of cuckolding adventures and do something a little bit different. So and what I mean by that is so there are all sorts of events that you can go to around the world. Um, there's a lot of them in like Europe and the United States, some in Canada um, that are like hotel takeover weekend events and um, like Splash Mocha and Hot Wife Palooza come to mind. But there's also these kind of like um, hedonism resorts and stuff like that that you can go to where you can meet people. And I and I know people are going to say like, oh, it's crazy. If you're new to this lifestyle, going to one of these events would be like a little bit of overload. Like it would be overwhelming. It would be too much. It would just be scary and whatever. But I kind of disagree. Like, yes, there are aspects to it. Like you don't probably not going to want to jump into the orgy room on night one or maybe at all. And that's totally OK. Uh, but because it's a hotel takeover event, you have your own hotel room, you have your own space. So you can kind of just, you know, go back to your own little space at any point in time, if you're feeling overwhelmed or whatever. Plus they always have these really open loungy kind of spaces where you can just hang out and mingle and get to know people on chat and whatever. And I will say like, one of the most fun parts of these events is just being able to make new friends in this lifestyle because you don't have to hide who you are and what you're into at all. You can just talk about all of this stuff. You're not likely going to bump into anybody you know from your town or city that you you live in either. It's not like you're probably going to bump into anybody from your work or whatever, because these are like destination events in different parts of the country and stuff. So um, you, you don't really have to worry about that so much. But you're in this place where you have opportunities, many opportunities that you would not normally have sitting in your house, in your town or city, looking for a bull online. You have all of these opportunities that are right in front of you. You have guys who have hopefully already been vetted in the process of being invited to the, these events. They are more than likely 
going to be experienced. So they know how to act, they know how to uh, behave, and and they understand what it is that you're probably looking for. And they know the questions to ask you about what you're looking for and what you're into and how to read the situation and understand that you're new and all of that sort of stuff. And you have so many to choose from <laughs> that I guarantee that at some point during that weekend, she's going to find at least one guy that she is going to be really fucking happy with. And even though this guy's probably not going to live in the same city as her, she's going to have a fun time with him at this event and probably swap phone numbers afterwards and stay in touch. And then you guys can actually plan getaways together. You can go meet in a different city together or, I don't know, go on a cruise together or whatever. Do something special together throughout the year. And sure, this is different from, like I said in the beginning, this like initial fantasy of cuckolding where you have this you know, bull who lives down the street from you, who you see often and blah, blah, blah. This is different from that, where you're not going to see each other all the time. And it's not going to be regular cuckolding for you, Mr. Cuck. But this is going to be like a destination event for you guys. You can look forward to it together. You can plan for it throughout the year. And it can be a really amazing kind of experience together that will make up for the fact that it's not, you know, 10 different little experiences. It's one big experience with a guy who she's really comfortable with and enjoys and is in an environment where it's going to make her feel comfortable and and relaxed and confident because she gets to wear all her sexy stuff and you get to see her flaunt and flirt and all of that great stuff. So. I really do believe that maybe we should be looking at these events more in the, especially in the initial stages of trying to find a bull. And maybe it will be a good solution for some people. It certainly has been fun for me. And like I said, it's a great way of just fucking getting rid of all that online bullshit, dealing with fakes, flakes, and time wasters, and just focusing on having a really great experience with someone who can be, you know, trusted and experienced and is good at what they do. Okay, that's going to be it for this show today. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it was somewhat helpful for you. Please, pretty, 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 please vote for the Venus Cucklegist podcast at avn.com for the avn awards in the podcast category would be so much appreciated while you're at it please review and rate the podcast on apple Podcasts. five stars would be super awesome and a great review i will read it on the show okay that's it for this episode oh yeah make sure you follow me on twitter at cuckoldress v all right we'll see you next time
believe it's been four years since I first started this podcast. And looking back, I had no idea that this would be my full-time job. I love the work that I do. And it's because of you, the listeners, and your support that I'm able to do this. So right now, if you join the Helpful Cuck tier, you get tons of benefits. My favorite ones are the private one-to-one chat every month. You also get access to my private Snapchat group. Weekly live hangouts with me on Crowdcast. I love those. And you get juicy bonus episodes. There's key holding. There's video replays of the Pillow Talk events. And there's also access to my private community on the Moan app. So join right now. You can use the promo code CUCKLOVE2024 for 15% off your Helpful Cuck membership at venuscuckoldress.com.